Welcome to Papa's House Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Charles. For more information about this service, visit Papa's House India by logging in into SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube and Facebook. We're just going to continue what the Lord put in our hearts this week. We are meditating this since we started the reopening of the church almost two months ago, uh, one and a half months ago, and the Lord put in my heart personally to share about why we are gathered. You know, we even rephrased some of the things the Holy Spirit said. It's called not Sunday service; it's a gathering because nobody is paying you for anything. You know, you don't come here to be paid so that you can get a service to attend. You know, so it's not a church; it's not a building you go to. Church is not a meeting you attend to. Church is a family you belong to. So we've been discussing about how the early church functions and how the early church lives and how the early church did life, you know. We've been talking about that. So we are not done. I believe the Lord has not done with that because He's, he's busy fixing the church. The church is like this, busy tripping, you know. He's busy fixing the church. And, uh, and I want to take a moment to continue with, with what the Lord is uh, doing in our lives. So, why don't we lift up our Bibles? If you have your Bible, lift it up and say this after me. Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will speak to us, Lord. Reveal your heart to us. We need you. Father, we are not here to be entertained for a few minutes, to just tick the box called church attendance. We are here so that you can build your church, the ecclesia, on us in the nations of the world. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. So, the church was never meant to be just reduced to your program or Sunday morning. You know, we talked about how the early church lived and, and we are still praying and contenting to the Lord. And if you read all the Gospels, everywhere the letters, the church was not just a Sunday morning, one man standing up doing his show, uh, showing his talent. It's all the fivefold ministry and the nine uh, charismatic gifts and the five uh, and the seven practical gifts put together from in Romans and 1 Corinthians 12. It's all working together. So we are not saying this is how the church is going to be. You know, there will be a time will come. God will ask us to do things differently and we need to be prepared. Why? Because uh, at the end of the day, we are not holding on to the policies or to the programs. We hold on to the person and his name is Jesus. Amen? So, we will continue gathered for a purpose. And this morning, we will talk about one of the church, what they did in the early church. So, if you look at it, these are the seven things the church did. And we've been highlighting every week some things. We talked about discipleship. The church was a meant a place of discipleship. Discipleship happens when there is a, a small community of gather. That's why we break into groups. We talk, we share, we share, be vulnerable, and we are accountable to one another so that the Christ can be, Colossians 3 says, Christ can be, the fullness of Christ can be formed in us. And then we talked about evangelism, which is basically an experience and expression. Christianity is two sides. We are not just called to, you know, put a bumper sticker on our car or 
put a scripture on the top of our roof and say we are christians christians is not about just name change christian is experience and expression amen and we talked about prayer and fasting we took actually two weeks prayer is not some monologue it's a dialogue you talk he listens when he talk you listen it's a dialogue and then we talk about fasting it's not an event it's a lifestyle it's like a tripod the matthew chapter 6 it says when you give when you pray when you fast it's not if it's a when it's not a condition it's a lifestyle and what happens when you fast you don't twist god's arms you actually come in agreement with god's thoughts amen and uh, so and we have few more to go today we will talk god willing about giving money is a very sensitive topic in the body of christ and i remember some places when i get invited the pastor says along with your message talk a little bit about money also because my people don't give tithe one church i was invited they said my elders also don't give tithe i said fire the elders you know <laughs> you don't need to have elders who don't even tithe they don't believe in this no 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 they bring a big group i said fire them god is the builder of the church so i am not ashamed to talk about finances and if you notice we don't take an offering part of you new people i'm telling we don't take an offering because god doesn't take he's a cheerful giver he loves cheerful givers that's why there's a box at the back many years ago i was invited in a country in dallas uh, it's not a country it's a city in a, in a in a country of america i was invited to preach and it's one of the biggest church 56000 people in this, in their church and they have lots of satellite churches and one of my friend he is he's pastoring one of the satellite church and and he he said to and i asked him where is the offering time he said we don't take offering you know because we just leave a box down there and we trust god to give and i said oh, it works in america white people americans and the holy spirit said i am not a god of partiality i said god will it work in india i said try me and since the time we never collected an offering it's there at the back and god meets miraculously and you guys are the witness of that come on i'm talking about you guys you can say amen <laughs> you know so we are we have seen the miraculous provision of god how god meets the needs of the people in the city god and you don't give to the church you don't mean you don't give to the building you don't give to the pastor you don't give to the people who work here you give to the lord so we're going to talk about giving and it's going to be sometimes it little bit challenging for some of you it could be little bit like man this is uncomfortable but sit tight holy spirit is speaking and he's going to take us deeper so we're going to go little deeper now we live in an instant gratification society that means we need it now we don't want to delay it and we will do it whatever expense it takes we are debt driven society how many of you believe this yes you go to the malls they will say excuse me sir 2 minutes i can have with you have you experienced that free credit card sir free credit i will give you instant instant approval what they are telling you is you are living a debt free life we want to add sorrow in your life that's actually the literal translation hmm tamil humor is coming again holy spirit is sitting in the front <laughs> filters are happening you know anyway she started sitting in the front i said i'm a new preach i'm going to sit in the front so that's beautiful anyway so now when we talk about money when we talk about finances it's not just the paper currency 
the wealth is actually is different areas of life and there are at least seven types of wealth i want you to pay attention to this number one a person who is spiritually wealthy that's a richness also spiritually wealthy that means he lives a lifestyle of holiness is character character is not something that you buy character is built that's why in dts they didn't teach me uh, doctrines uh, what is the meaning of the seven candlesticks in the revelation they taught me character you know how i built my character my small group leader was 17 year old i did my dts when i was 24 he gave me a broom and he said clean the toilet i actually used the toilet brush on his face in my imagination i didn't do it my character was developed not on the pulpit in the toilet i was my duty was that and guess what there was a big guy he was like 250 kilos and when he uses the toilet after that i have to go and clean no more graphics i'm going to give you but my character was built so spirituality spiritual richness you know it's a type of a rich you are a rich person if you walk in the fullness of what god has called you in the area of character amen number 2 the second type of wealth and riches a person who is wealthy in soul that means mind emotions and will is well ba- well balanced and consistent he is not the roller coaster you can trust that person they he is stable hello this is a spiritual this is a richness that god gives you know so it's not just money how many times you know people have such you know they call it you know so much load of money but their character is messed up and they are constantly having up and down emotional problems you so you saw some of our celebrities are like that what is the problem the richness is not distributed in every area of their life number 3 a person who is physically wealthy healthy in lifestyle and there are three foods poison junk food and superfood and i used to eat junk food i told you last week i was so fat so big and the holy spirit said you keep eating like this you're going to come home sooner than i thought i have to start changing my brother here stand up he was once upon a time fatter like i was and the holy spirit touched him how many kilos he lost thambi 23 kilos he lost isn't it give a big hand come on 23 kilos he lost you see these things we don't talk in the church You know how many of my friends they never addressed when I was fat they never addressed when I lost weight they said you look so good you lost so much weight you look healthy and I like where were you before you didn't even tell me when I was looked down I could not see my toes I thought I was spirit of god floating on the you know parsuthaviyanar janathil mel asaiwadi kondirukkarar you know so I was like that anyway so a person who is physically wealthy is also a rich person Number 4 a person who is influentially wealthy what does that mean reputation they trust your word hello there's a lot of people here i i know there's a guy he brought all the lights here and is umesh we prayed for him the guy was a dealer he told me 3 o'clock i told him sir this is what people say customers no sir i am a man of my word i said that also i heard many times but before i was here that guy was there You see, sir, for me, customers is important. Hindu guy doesn't know Jesus. That's a, that's a wealth. That's a richness. A man, a reputation on your word. We have an English saying, "I'll take you by your word." Have you heard that? Yes, that's important. 
many Christians. That's why you never lend a CD or a book to your Christian fellow. Why? It never comes back. Anybody experienced that? <laughs> and I always tell this before I give. I don't want to, I can trust a non-Christian to give a book. They will think it's a holy book. They'll bring it back. But to your Christian, you lend a book, probably, you know, you'll have to forget about it. Because that's the reality of some influentially wealthy person. It's because you need to guard your reputation. What is reputation? Your reputation becomes your reputation. So if your reputation is wrong, change your reputation. Hello. Are you there? Yes. Number five, I guess. A person who is materially wealthy, a mindset of saving, a mindset of saving. I mean, I'm not talking about shaving, saving. Some people don't save. They say, It's coming, it's going. No saving mentality. They have a, no mentality of saving. God is interested in your future. Hello? Brother, I have so much need. Start serving 10 rupees. Put a separate account. And we'll talk about it, God willing, today. I don't know how we're going to cover all those things. But let's see. That's why we pray to the Holy Spirit, no? So, let's see. So, a person who is wealth is passed on to future generation. Leaving a legacy, a name. Not just properties. How many of you? No, Ida Scudder left a legacy. William Wilberforce left a legacy. Amy Carmichael left a legacy. Amy Carmichael used to pray for blue eye. She was blonde white girl, she would every day pray for blue eye. Every day. So every day when she gets up in the morning, she closes her eyes, goes to the mirror and she opens and she says, it will be brown. Lord, no, no, no. Few days later, she went to see Hudson Taylor. She was so impacted. She went to China and she felt no. That's And she applied for China and the board said, you are rejected. So they said, you can go to India. She didn't have a heart to India. Then finally she came to India. She went to Donavur, south part of Tamil Nadu. She saw temple prostitutes, Devadasis. You might have heard that. Anybody heard that name? Devadasis. She worked with them. And one of the ways that she would do it, she would take Indian sari, but then she's white, no? Super white like my wife. She would take charcoal, apply it on her, and she will apply it on her face, cover herself with saris, go into the temple, talk to the temple Devadasis, and tell them about Jesus, pay little by little money and rescue those girls from the pimps. And in her life, she has rescued more than 2,000 ladies like that from the pimp. And she started a mission movement, hospitals, and the Queen of England actually saw this work and sent a donation from her own personal empire. Now, after a long time, 57 years, she was in India. And at the tail end of her life, maybe around 50th year of her, I don't know the exact date, one day she woke up, she didn't even pray those prayers, she wore the sari, put all this black thing, she stood in the mirror and she saw the eyes were still blue. And she heard the Holy Spirit said, Amy, this is the reason I didn't change your eyes. You're still brown. Isn't it beautiful? That legacy today we are reaping. So legacy is not leaving a property behind. That's a blessing. But legacy is leaving something people can look at and say, I want to follow this person. Amen? Now, another person who is wealthy in his or in her community, building lives around you. What does the community talk about you? 
ఈ వెల్త్ ఈ హోడ్స్ వెల్త్ దట్ సెట్ నో డి ద కమ్యూనిటీ టాక్స్ అబౌట్ దర్ వాస్ వన్ డాక్టర్ ఇన్ ఐ నో రిమెంబర్ ఇట్ వాస్ ఎ డాక్టర్ ఇన్ షేత్ పట్ ఈ ఈ మేబీ చార్జెస్ టెన్ ఆర్ ఫిఫ్టీ రూపీస్ బట్ ఎవ్రీ నెక్స్ట్ టు ఇస్ హాస్పిటల్ ఈజ్ అ బిగ్ చర్చ్ ఈ సైజ్ ఐ కెన్ క్యూర్ యూ విత్ ద మెడిసిన్స్ అండ్ ప్రిస్క్రిప్షన్ బట్ దెర్ ఈస్ అ సిక్నెస్ ఇన్ యూర్ దట్ ఈస్ మీన్స్ యూ ఆర్ ఎటర్నలీ సెపరేటెడ్ ఫ్రమ్ గాడ్ the only way you can get cured is through jesus and lot of people came to know jesus he built not just he didn't cure people he raised up communities think about it many of you from the medical fraternity i want to challenge you to think about this it's not about just physical healing of course god loves to heal you physically but god my brother sunil one day asked one lady vyadhi pati pesrada vida valkaye pati pesrada is that right am i quoting you correctly yes it's important holistic the word shalom is not the beauty pageant doing like this it's not the korean v it's the holistic lifestyle now the world doesn't care about how much you saved the world cares about how much you shared this is the reality it doesn't care how much you saved you can show all your properties it doesn't matter so the world does not care about how much you saved the world care about how much you shared you know you might have heard this it's going to go quickly you know three kinds of people poor people rich people wealthy people poor people talk about money that's their main goal they pursue money rich people talk about properties and possession that's their goal of accumulating money and then you have wealthy people they talk about ideas multiply money and god is the number one idea giver do you know that do you know that hello who gives ideas god you know the word in the beginning was the word it's going to shock you the word the word you know the drua you know what is a drua the original translation if you greek greek translation the word drua means idea and what is the number one idea of god jesus i get goosebumps when i say say this thing so god is the number one idea giver such a idea you know <laughs> the idea uh, advertisement no that's not the one it's the number one idea giver so money is important in the kingdom of god god talks more about money than any other subject in the bible life is a test trust and a temporary assignment it's all important it's a test some people have more because god trust them more some people have less because god is still working in you i know it's going to shake some of your foundations but i need to tear this you know i it will be a total disservice to you as your father as your pastor as your brother that i share only good stuff and not the other side of the story it will be a total disservice i want to share some of the stuff it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable but sit tight now in papa's house we always do some prophetic declarations yes sir no we didn't do it because i kept it now to do it now i want you to sit wherever you are no need to stand put your hand on your heart there are two prophetic declarations we're going to do it and then we will see how it goes okay now ready 1 2 3 as we give our tithes and offerings to the lord we declare when i give i become more like jesus he taught me how to give by giving himself completely without holding anything to himself when i give i recognize i can never outgive god i can never go broke by giving to god and never come short of my needs because i've given to god when i give i co-create with him co-partner with him to build his kingdom in and through me 
in India and in the nations of the world. This I declare in Jesus' name. We do this almost every week. Why? Because God is not just interested in your salvation. If that's the case, the moment you are saved, you are singing Kumbaya in heaven. No. He is interested to see His kingdom come in the area of finances. Let me ask you this question. How many of you want to be financially free? Yes? I'm praying for you guys. I have written your names and I pray. Put my hand over those names and I pray. I want you to be financial. I'm not talking about, you know, that your spiritual measured by what car you drive. Don't get me. Don't count those. You hit my heart. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that God is interested in this area that holistically that you are, are a blessing to the community that you are. Okay. There is another declaration. We hardly do this, but we do do that. It's here again. Let's do this. I am a child of God. My papa owns everything. Everything means everything. He gave me the power to earn, receive, multiply and steward everything for his glory to accomplish his eternal purposes on earth as it is in heaven by building his kingdom. Therefore, come on church, louder. I am not a beggar. I am not a briber. I am not a bargainer. I am a believer. I believe what I have belongs to him. I believe when I give, he is delighted. I believe when I give, I show Jesus to the world. In Jesus, I'm not just a survivor, but overcomer. So in Jesus' name, no curse, no debt, no financial burden can overtake me when I walk in the fullness of God's original purpose in Christ Jesus. Some of you don't mean it because you feel like, do I really feel this? You don't need to feel it. Agree in the mind. Let's declare this again one more time over your heart. If you're standing next to you, sitting next to your wife, hold your wife's hand because it's important because you don't make decisions on your own. I have made decisions on my own and I regret it later. And my wife says, I told you so. Any brothers can witness? <laughs> anyway, it's not the time. I'm not your Pope. You don't need to confess. So, hold your wife's hand. You're going to declare. Okay? So, let's declare it prophetically. Okay? One, two, three. Therefore, I am not a beggar, I am not a briber, I am not a burgainer, I am a believer, I believe what I have belongs to him, I believe when I give, he is delighted, I believe when I give, I show Jesus to the world. In Jesus, I am not just a survivor, but overcomer. So in Jesus' name, no curse, no debt, no financial burden can overtake me when I walk in the fullness of God's original purpose in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen? This is what God has designed. This is how early church functioned. And we will talk how the early church functioned in a minute. So, so money has different names. You know, for example, in church, we call it tithes and offerings. In school and college, we call it tuition. In marriage, it's dowry. Divorce, it's alimony. When you owe someone, it's debt. In courts, it's fines. A servant retires, pension. Boss to workers, salary. Master to subordinates, wages. When you borrow from the law, bank, it's called loan. Kidnappers, it's called ransom. Illegally received, it's called bribe. In vivum, it's called support. <laughs> Yes, Vaivamers, you know, youth without any money, that's what I was told. <laughs> but then the Lord said, you are negatively prophesying. So I said, youth with a lot of money. <laughs> Amen. There's power in your tongue. Hello. Amen. 
In Bible, it's called what? Support. So, Bible has, it's interesting, more than 800 times the Bible talks about money. And more than 2,350 times it makes references regarding money and possession. It's more than the topic of love, more than the topic of heaven and hell combined put together. It's true. It talks about, and in church, it's a very sensitive subject because many times we are either abused, came from an abusive background where you have seen the church leadership or the pastor misusing the money or uh, some kind of corruption happening and you say, I'm going to reserve myself, I'm going to keep myself. Let me tell you this, I'm going to tell you this openly. You can't allow their misuse as your excuse to hold money. At the end of the day, each one is going to stand before the king and be accountable. I cannot be accountable for you. You cannot be accountable for me. That's why we tell in Papa's house, it's very small congregation. And he said to me, one day it's going to grow in thousands. Many, 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 you know, people will come to know Jesus. But make sure you've put the foundation correct. Tell the finances to the church how much you received. Share, keep the open audit. Make sure that everything is public. When somebody asks something, you can throw your audit statement. It's clean. Hello? Amen? It's important. It's very important, guys. And if you are faithful, we have in Tamil, Anjila Valayadadu. Ambudala Valayadu. What cannot be bent in five cannot be bent in 50. It's very important in the area of finances. Now, let's keep going. There are three pillars when we talk about money. It's very important. Write it down. First one is responsibility. Second one is generosity. And third one is stewardship. It's three are very important. It's like a tripod. Say this after me. Responsibility. Come on with your mask. I don't know whether you are saying or, you know, responsibility. Generosity. Stewardship. These three are very important. What is your responsibility? To give to God. Pay your bills. That's your responsibility. Hello? It, your responsibility is not to buy the new Nike shoes that just came on the showroom and 40% discount and say, God, provide my house rent. That's ulta. What is generosity? Offerings. Don't confuse your tithes and offerings. Offerings is when you, have, when you give above your 10%. We will talk about that. And brother, I am not into Old Testament. I am a New Testament. Well, I am not into law. I am into love. Well, Abraham gave 10% before the law came ever. Do you know that? Moses came later. Abraham gave tithes to the Lord. So, generosity means offerings, helping to the poor, needy, and the hospitality. Stewardship, which basically savings, management, and proper investments. Buy things that will have a lasting purpose. I'm not talking about brands. I'm talking about quality. You know, sometimes some of us have poverty mentality. And the Nurwa Serple Erkrad. 100 rupees shoes. 100 rupees. And then you buy every six, three months 100 rupees. But put together, in one year you spend 400 or 500 on your shoes. Spend an extra 200, get a good shoe that will last for two years. Very quiet. Are you there? Yes? Stewardship is important. We will talk about it. Okay? Now, Deuteronomy 8.18. This is the key verse. I want you to write it down. This verse. Remember the Lord your God. It is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. So confirms His covenant. And He swore to your ancestors as today. 
Proverbs 3 verse 9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with your first fruits of your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your wards with bursting with wine. Brother, I don't drink wine, brother. I don't want my wards to be filled with wine. I was once a Tasmak addict. I'm not talking about your that wine. I'm talking about the, the blessings that God gives in the area of your family in the area of food, in the area of your material, in the area of your stewardship, in the management of finances, in the wealth. Now, when you don't pay taxes, this is gonna, it's going to a little bit challenge for some of you. When you don't pay taxes, what do the government calls? Come on, how many of your taxpayers? Can I see your hand? Yes. Okay, very good. I see quite a few hands. I was, let me tell you my little personal story. I lived as a Vyvamar, no, I'm still a Vyvamar, 22 years. And one day, it was almost nine years ago, and the Holy Spirit said, you're praying for something, especially that corruption will decrease in your country, but you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. I said, Lord, what is the part of the problem? You don't pay taxes. I said, Lord, I'm a Vyvamar. Why should I pay tax? And the Lord said, Disclose everything, find an auditor. We found a Christian auditor. He is the auditing auditor for the entire you know, CSA diocese in Chennai. We found a Christian auditor, disclosed support. It, as a Vyvamar, it was a little bit challenging even to show how much we received. And we paid, started paying taxes. And he said, now your prayers can be heard. Why? You are not part of the problem. You are part of the solution to the problem. And we say, well, brother, tax money, look at all the politicians before God. They are answerable. Your duty, to pay tax. Think about this in the kingdom. You don't pay a tax, you are an illegal citizen in the kingdom. That's why I wrote down here. When you don't pay taxes in the country we live, that person is called the national thief. Paying taxes is not a privilege or a favor you do to the country. It's every citizen's right and responsibility. Similarly, in the kingdom, when you don't pay taxes, we are a kingdom thief. What is your tax? Honoring the Lord with your first fruits. It's very important. And I know my brothers and sisters from Papa's house family, 30th before, when you get salary, you, the first week itself I see the SMS coming to the Papa's house account. I see your faithfulness. God honors you. Why? You're not giving the leftovers to God. You're giving the first fruits to God. Not to me. My provision comes from Papa. He may use you, but you don't give it to me. You give it because to the Lord. Amen? It's very important, guys. Get this. It's very, this is how early church functioned. 1 Timothy 6.10 For the love of money. This is another excuse. People say, Brother, don't talk about money. People will have, you know, people will have problems when you talk about money. So money is like a white elephant ignored in the church. But the Bible says money is not the root cause. Look at this. The love of money is the root cause. What does that mean? That money has taken the throne where Christ is supposed to be seated. Love of money is the root of root cause of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. This is Paul's letter to his protege. Timothy. Now, how the early church dealt with money. Acts chapter 4, 35 and 30. Please read yourself a favor. Book of Acts, please meditate on that. You know, I'm just picking a few things. I'm giving you just some golden nuggets, not the whole stuff. 
go dig for yourself. Acts 4, 34, 35. There was no needy person among them. Circle that word if you use a paper Bible. Circle that no needy person among them. From time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales and put it on apostles' feet and it was distributed to anyone who had need. Acts 5. You know the story of Ananias and Sapphira. You know the story, right? How many of you know the story? It's not the Harry Potter story. It's the story that's in the Bible. They sold, but they lied to. And you see, the guy who conference is the one who actually denied Jesus three times. What's his name? Peter. And God said, upon you I will build the church. Not upon him, upon the revelation that he received Christ. So, this is how the early church functioned. They had... That's why I said church is not a building you go to, meeting you attend to. It's a family you belong to. They were sensitive to other people's needs. They took care of one another. I still remember when I had an operation two, three years ago, 2018 or 17, two years ago. Out of nowhere, I didn't share my need to the church publicly because I don't want to abuse my authority by sharing my personal needs. Some of you know that I am in the hospital going through the operation. You took an offering, send it towards to pay all the bill, even more than that. We had some money for KFC. I mean, I didn't buy KFC, but, but we had X leftovers. That's what I meant. Why? Because they were sensitive to the voice, the need among them. Ask yourself the question, am I sensitive to the need around us? Of course, we are not to, we are not going to put on the savior syndrome attitude and say we're going to solve everybody's problem. But are you sensitive to say, God, what's my role in being a blessing, your hands and your feet in the kingdom, by building your kingdom in my city? Amen? Now, let's go on. Four key principles. We're going to run quickly because I have a couple of principles to talk about. We're going to get in the groups and talk. First one. This is the thing, important thing about money. Be generous. Generosity does not happen when you have a lot. It's nothing to do with what you have. It's your heart attitude. I have seen stinking rich people. They are more stingy. Stingers. In Tamil, we have a word called kanjus. Have you used that word? Any, any other language also have that word? Kanjus. Kanja They are so rich, but they are kanjus. You know, we have another saying in Tamil, that means, in the same hand he is eating, he will not say, shoo, shoo, to kaka, the crow. Why? Because the rice from this hand will fall. Did you know what I am talking about, no? Yes. I don't know how to translate that, you know. So, <laughs> anyway, so, generosity is the heart. Look at the scripture here, Proverbs 11, 24 to 25. I'm reading from the Passion. It's so beautiful. Generosity brings prosperity. But withholding from charity brings poverty. Those who live to bless others will have blessing heaped upon them. And one who pours out his life to pours out blessings will be saturated with favor. Put your hand on up and say, Lord, when I give, I am saturated with your favor. Do you mean it? Do you mean it? Let's do it one more time. Lord, when I give, I am saturated with your favor. In Tamil, there is a saying, If you give to the poor, you are lending to the Lord. 
how beautiful to lend to the lord and I, during the covid lockdown time how many of you sacrificially gave money we cooked hundreds and hundreds of food packets it's all in the account with the lord and he is going to repay you amen now matthew 11:42 if you give even a cup of cold water my brother arnab gave 2 weeks ago we were under 43 degrees packed all the pack everything he took this jar started drinking we were sitting drink asking what are you drinking he said cold water i said this is the verse i i quoted for him if you give a cup of cold water to the least of my followers and we were three linu myself patrick he was convicted immediately by the lord he gave that cold water he was surely rewarded you see he brought again more cold water now second one first one be generous it's your art attitude second one be content with what you have not entitlement sometimes we say this and i don't know about you i am a christian i go to church i have all these degrees i work still i have less you know what is that man entitlement no be content can i ask you this question how many of you had clean water today to take shower only four hands the rest of you yes how many of you slept on a mattress the wivermers i don't know whether they slept on the floor i guess you know yes how many of you had roof on the top of the head yes how many of you had something to eat you are 95% richer than all the people who live in poverty do you know that brother i know this thing but still promotion brother that's an entitlement my my one of my spiritual mentor even to be with the lord he used to say charles you and me deserve death that's what we are entitled it's the grace of god that gives us life amen now that doesn't mean you cannot dream for more that's what i'm i wrote down here contentment in the kingdom look here please don't miss this contentment in the kingdom is not the absence of the desire for more it is the unwillingness to allow the lack of need or present conditions to define your joy and identity did you see what i wrote down it is not the lack of need or present condition it doesn't allow those present condition to define my joy and my connection with the lord some people say if i don't have this i cannot worship the lord that's a lot of times that's why people say if people are not singing nicely one guy said and the see see kurta da brother abbe aviyan or varugrar see kurta da they say when you give only see aviyan or aviyan or say chi not see this tamil humor i don't know how to translate <laughs> you know sometimes we define people like that no contentment in the kingdom is not the absence of the desire for more i am contending lord for 800000 people live here every day i am praying god give me 10% of the city 10% 10% of the city is 85000 people you cannot fit them here that's why god gave us a new way to reach out to them we are praying for that you know so but it's unwillingness that does not mean i am going to define my joy based on what did not happen you see truth has to be held in tension are we learning something amen now number 
first let's look at the scripture first timothy 6:6 true godliness with contentment itself a great wealth philippians 4:13 now not that i speak from want for i have learned to be content in whatever circumstances i am i know how to get along with humble means i also know how to live in prosperity in any and every circumstances i have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry both of having abundance and suffering need i can do all things through christ who strengthens me see paul the last verse we all memorized that but the prefix is are you content are you happy you know are you happy to eat the hyderabad dum biryani and also a normal tattukada idli vada my brother aaron is saying yes amen one day my wife said i know how to survive with idli that's something that she passionately passionately hate about dislike sorry hate is a too strong word you know and she also likes you know so too many idlis you give her you see the manifestation <laughs> but contentment is not you know based on what you don't have contentment is based on what you have amen now number 3 we're going to go quickly steward well the stuff god has given you how many of you god gave you stuff yes what stuff brother just look around you the stuffs god gave you yes phone how many of you have phone how many of you have laptops car two wheeler yes mixer cooker gas stove one burner is not working brother service it that's called stewardship buy which is excellence in buying things matthew 25 21 his master said to him well done good and faithful slave you are faithful over few things i'll put you in charge of many things share your master's joy when i was in south africa as a missionary the first country god took me out of as a missionary from india was south africa and god I wanted to go to outreach to grow from South Africa to Brazil. I didn't have money. My support system, my support was zero dollars. Because when you leave India to abroad, many Indians think you are already settled. The manatle yaramode ayya settle itare. Yes or no? Come on, chollengle. Yes, yes. So mean people who had sympathy to support me also didn't support because I was manatle area. I climbed up. so support stopped zero the holy spirit i was praying god i need to go and do my outreach in brazil holy spirit said what do you have in my hand i said nothing lord i said no you have something i said i can cook so i cooked chapati chicken curry in south africa sold as a fundraising lot of people ate good chapati and curry gave little money i started blessing them inside random conversation were going but that's different discipleship is happening you know but one day the lord said what else you have i can do labor so i would go with my bucket with sponge and soap i will go to the supermarkets i'll say you park the car you will take 20 minutes to buy i can wash your car for free I said why because i'm going on a mission trip i can wash your car for free whatever you give some people give 500 rand which is 2000 rupees you know but you do what god has called you to do you put your 
things in effort, being faithful, and then God multiplies. And remember, after all, did everything, I bought my ticket, I was, I arrived to Sampalo, and this is a true story, it's beautiful, arrived in Sampalo, but I didn't have ticket to go from Sampalo to Fortaleza, which is close to the equator in Amazon jungle, I have to go there to Fortaleza, I didn't have the ticket, I arrived to Sampalo, waiting there, I had money to buy only bus, but it takes 56 hours to go by bus, but one guy, he don't speak English, he don't, I don't speak Portuguese, I know only two words in Portuguese, bon dia, obrigado, obrigado means thank you, bon dia means good morning, and that's what I know, he came, he grabbed my hand, went to the bar, don't think I drunk, if that was the place that was there, he took a serviette, wrote down, asked a question, where are you, put a question mark, I said Fortaleza, I said, he asked me, how much money, jing jing, money is a common word, no? jing jing, how many jing jing you had, I looked, took out my pocket, I said hundred dollars, he grabbed my hand, took me to the, the travel agent, bought my ticket to fly, booked a hotel that night to stay, and then he said, like this, and disappeared, I never saw him, yes, angel, minister, you take a step of faith, he provides, be steward in a good stuff. So you, you, God wants you to steward the things that he has given you. Don't take it lightly. Don't say, I don't have XR. I don't have my, you know, iPhone 12. I have only 6S. Yes. How many of you, you know, know that having a phone is a privilege. Living under a roof is a privilege. You know, 165 million people live under a dollar a day under, they are not below poverty line, they are below the below poverty line, there are 800 million people who live here, can't even have 2 dollars a day, 150 rupees, so it's a privilege what God is doing in your life, don't be entitled, put the stuff to work, I mean be a good steward, and last but not the least, let's read this, 1 Peter 4.10, each one of you should do whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms, if anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory, power, forever and ever. How beautiful, no? So, be And then the last one, do the right investments with the divine wisdom. Proverbs 13.22 says, A good man leaves the inheritance to his children's children. Do the right investment. Don't blow it up. Think about something. What's my future generation going to do? Start, start thinking about these things. Okay? Now, let's keep going. There are five priorities in the worldly finances. When the world looks five differently. This is how the world looks. Wants, needs, bills, save, give. This is their world order. Okay? I want this. I want this. Then comes the needs. Then comes the bills. Then comes the saving. Finally, give. That's why... You know, one pastor used to say, when you give, make sure your offering does not be heard by me. That means he, does, he is so tired of hearing the coins falling on the offering box. He said, I want, he is very clever. One of my uncle actually. He's, he said, when you give, don't make sure that I don't hear. So people started folding two rupees note and putting in. They are more clever than this congregation. So, the five priorities of the worldly finance. Look at the five priorities of the kingdom finances. 
tithe, saving, bills, needs and wants. Okay. New Nike shoes have released. New pantaloons have given you 50% discount. Is it a need or a want? Come on. Brother, need brother. Are you naked? Is your trousers have four holes that you don't know where to put your leg into? If not, it's a want. It's not a need. You understand? It's very simple. Now, this is how the foundation principles. It's going to go quickly. We need to earn it, tithe it, save it, pay it, and enjoy it. I'm going to earn. God gave me strength to earn. Come on. Yes, I'm going to earn. I'm going to tithe. I'm going to save. I'm going to pay my bills, being a responsible, good steward. And then I'm going to enjoy. You know, this is the story. I have heard this again and again. Even among Christians. The first week, they will order swiggy. They will have mutton biryani. They will have chicken. They will have pizza. 15th, 16th, 20th, 25th. Budget idikkidu ayah. Budget rumbo tightarku. Have you heard that? They look for pickles to eat with. Why? Because you are, it's all ulta. This is the ulta. Earn it, enjoy it, pay it, save it, and tithe it. This is the many Christians follow this principle. They earn, they enjoy. It's nothing wrong on the day of your paycheck to go out and eat. It's nothing wrong. Okay. But if that's your main goal for receiving, and you do it on the altar of the rest of these things, it's a trap that you're falling into. You getting my point? Nothing wrong. I had daddy got the paycheck. Let's go get a pizza. It's nothing wrong. But you do that on the altar of doing your responsibility, giving, honoring the Lord with your first fruits. It's a dangerous trap that you fall into. Okay? This is the principle that many of you know, 10-10-80 principle. Your 10% goes to God, your 10% to savings, and your 10%, 80% you start to live. And the 10% is not the offerings. Offerings is above the 10%. God loves the one that you're above. So me and my wife, when we got married 11 years ago, this is not to be puffed up or anything. This is something to see, share with you as an encouragement. The Lord said every year, increase a percentage and give more. So we give. We've been married 11 years. We keep giving 21% to the Lord. Everything we receive, we give 21% to the Lord. And we start living with the rest, 79. Can I tell you one thing? I have more than what I had when I was giving only 10%. Anybody can witness? Yeah, man. When you give more, it's, it's something miraculously multiplies. And you wonder at the end of the month, month is finished, but still you have leftovers. Why? Because you honored him. Hello? You're not encouraging me. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Yes or no? And this is the thing. Now, watch out for dead traps. Going to go quickly. You are in debt when you are unable to pay your tithe. You are in debt when you are unable to pay your taxes. You are in debt when you live in credit instead of cash. People live in credit, swiping, apro, nalaki, tomorrow. And it's like a James Bond movie, tomorrow never dies. Tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Huh? And then you are in debt when you are just paying just interest on principal amount or delaying to pay the principal. In Tamil, they say, Have you heard that saying? You, I paid only the interest. My life is finished. That means you're a debt trap. You are in debt trap. You are in debt when you're unable to save. People say, 
வருது போது கமிங் கோயிங் தட்ஸ் அ டெட் ட்ராப் மணி டசன்ட் கண்ட்ரோல் யூ யூ கண்ட்ரோல் மணி மணி இஸ் நாட் ஆன் த த்ரோன் கிரைஸ்ட் இஸ் ஆன் த த்ரோன் ஐ மீன் யூ ஆர் இன் டெட் வென் யூர் ஆல்வேஸ் கீன் டு கெட் குயிக் ரிச் ஐடியாஸ் யூ நோ திஸ் திஸ் வெரி பிக் ட்ராப் சம்படி யூ கால் யூ யூ ஹவ் ரிசீவ்ட் டுவெண்ட்டி மில்லியன் டாலர்ஸ் வீ ஜஸ்ட் நீட் யுவர் பாஸ்போர்ட் பேன் கார்டு டீட்டெயில்ஸ் and the guy who gives 20 million dollars he will say first i need 6000 rupees have you heard this dead traps i always tell them you are giving 20 million no deduct that 6000 rupees take 10000 round round it go the phone will be cut immediately hello the guy gives me 20 million why is asking my 6000 rupees i will tell him takes 20 million dollars i will say 6000 dollars also you take it roundly phone ting 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 gone why this is a trap don't fall for that don't fall to be quick, quick get quick rich ideas there is nothing quick in the kingdom it's a process amen look at all the people who won lottery they are still poor i know one friend we lived in that house where we were in spain the last seven months and his cousin won 100000 euros that's 685 lakhs 100000 euros and second time he won 50000 euros third time he won 15000 euros all lost every day he goes to his mom ask 10 euros to live all lost some of you are thinking yanak vandirunda if i would have received it hmm? now five important truths about money i'm wrapping it up we're going to pray about this god owns everything you don't own everything if you have your wallet put your hand on your wallet and say everything i have here owned by god come on everything i have here owned by god god uses money to test me god wants me to use money to build this kingdom god wants me to make a budget make a plan and stick to it how many of you have a budget this is what i have this is what i want to do make a plan mental i mean me and my wife god is our budget when i mean that sometimes end of the year we look at what we have physically thinking and what we have accomplished it's only the lord can do it because of the ministry and the needs it's miraculous provision but most of you are working for a paycheck stick to your plan draw a circle say this is what i can afford this is what i cannot afford doesn't matter if your friend neighbor bought a new car you cannot afford draw that circle and say i am glad in that circle god has provided for me amen now god wants me to be accountable to him now this is the prayer i wrote down i want you to pray this prayer i want you to maybe if you stand you cannot see from the last place i want you to pray this prayer and then we'll get in the groups of two or three we're going to pray and we're going to take communion this is what i wrote down here okay i felt in my heart to pray this prayer over you i will leave it this in the screen but i believe god is interested the early church was so beautiful in the area of finances they took care of the needs around and the bible says there were no lack in them that's my prayer for you guys that you will live a lifestyle of supernatural provision from the lord amen now i'm going to pray this prayer over you you can read along with me or you can you know pray that in your heart put your hand on your heart heavenly father help me to honor you in the area of money 
I recognize all I have is from you. You are the source and strength of all I have. Papa, I don't want to waste your money. I don't want to love it. I don't want to trust it. I don't want to live for it. I don't want to put my security in it. I don't want money to satisfy my needs that only you alone can do it. I want to trust you. You alone are my security, provision, promotion, protection, authority, and not my bank account. I want to use money for God and His goodness. No amount of money can satisfy what you alone can do it. Lord, the best use of money is to get people into heaven. Help me to do it. I surrender all to you. In Jesus' name, I ask.